0: Previously on Wove Inspiration. Live to learn. Yeah. Live to learn. That, that, that's, that's really 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 true. Uh, whatever your motivations are, whatever whatever other uh, ideologies you live by, philosophies, you can pick this one up. This culminates whatever yours is. I guarantee you. Live to learn. This is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage and uplift. Welcome once again to Wove Inspiration. I am your host, Althea Richardson and today's special guest is Mr. Bobby Skinner. Bobby is a 26 year old former college football player for St. Olaf College currently living in Florida. He is the owner of Bob's Pool Service, a business he's owned and operated since 2017. He is best known as the co-host of Anchor.fm podcast, Simple Man Radio. Simple Man Radio makes light of the week's topics in sports and interviews professional athletes, musicians, and more. The guys also do segments such as ESPN Stat of the Week, Snowflakes of the Week, Kiss from a Rose, and Mind of Greg Jennings. A former drug and alcohol addict who has been sober for over four years, his testimony of overcoming addiction serves as an example of God's redemption in his life. It is both a pleasure and honor to introduce to you my good friend, Mr. Bobby Skinner. How you doing, Bobby?
1: I'm good. Good to talk to you out there. How you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing good. I'm full. Um, so hopefully I won't say anything crazy <laughs> after just eating. <laughs> but um, so I'm going to go ahead and get into this. I've already I've been on your Facebook and everything. And I love your family. Your family looks like you guys are like really close. So tell me about your family and what are they like?
1: Yeah. Um. So I was raised in a Christian home and But I I don't like to just throw that term out there. Um, My parents both came from really uh, uh, rough lives. I won't go into too much detail, but they were just, they were really bad people, you know, to make it clear. Mm -hmm. And uh, my dad, uh, you know, found the Lord and and started changing and then met my mother and then uh, she started changing and uh, one thing led to another. And then uh, they got married. I I was their firstborn out of three kids. Okay. And they, they always, uh, they always, uh, taught us to follow their example and not, they didn't just talk, you know, talk to talk and go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I remember growing up and having other families living in our homes with us. Uh, my dad is a, a business owner and he's always rented out to people and, and giving them jobs. And, and something that I've learned from him is, you know, I've seen him get ripped off and, and, and just taken advantage of time after time, yet he still does it, you know, and, and that's an example I, I look after. So I I appreciate that. And then I have two brothers and a a younger sister, and I'm real close with all of them.
0: Okay. Okay. So um, I know that you were a uh, college football player. And so tell me about your experience um, during your
1: college football days. Yeah. um, I guess I'll kind of go a little bit before that. So there's kind of a background. Okay. Um, So I, you know, I I lived down here in Florida. I went to high school at a a small school and uh, was always a pretty good kid and and liked to joke around and whatnot. And then got into sports, football and basketball, and then uh, got into football uh, around ninth grade. Wasn't very good at first, although I'm a pretty big guy. That's why they brought me out there and then uh, put my work into it and got good. Um, but around ninth grade or so, I uh, got involved in partying and and things of that nature, and it really just blossomed into something that became a problem, and okay. was kind of getting in trouble in school and stuff like that. And uh, I developed a, a really serious problem with alcohol. But then uh, I went up to school in Minnesota to play football, okay. and. You know the difference between high school and, and college is, you know, high school you're you know king of the campus. You just you show up and you're and you're better than everybody else in the, on the field. Where in college they uh, they want to see you work hard. And so my first year there, I didn't start or anything like that. And uh, second year I was there, I, I was slated to start, but uh, they didn't play me because <clears throat> I didn't work out in the off season. Um, because I was uh, had a serious alcohol problem, like I said. Okay. I, I lived I had I lived a party and, and uh smoked marijuana uh pretty much all day, every day, you know, get out of class and, and go and, and get high even sometimes before that. Okay. And so with that, you know, grades start to slip and whatnot. And uh so I, I get back home in Florida after my second year uh full year there, expecting to go back and and I'm slated, slated to be the starter at left tackle. And, uh, I get a letter and an email saying, uh, you're no longer welcome back at the school, you know, because of grades and, and disciplinary reasons. I, I have been kicked off campus. I wasn't allowed to live on campus. I wasn't allowed to be in dorms.
0: Wow. For that
1: matter, because, because of some, uh, things that I had done. So that was, uh, my college experience where I, uh, I didn't really apply myself in school at all. And just, uh, I was, I was a party animal and that's all, that's what I lived for. And it's really all I ever did. Okay, so
0: what brought you to your lowest point in your life when you finally said enough is enough?
1: Yeah. Um. So, like I said, I came back to the Florida, and uh, so I came back from school was living with my parents. And about a month into that, you know, I'm coming home at four or five o'clock in the morning on, on drugs. You know, sleeping till two. And uh, my parents were like, "This isn't. This isn't happening. You know, uh, we're not going to do this." Yeah, especially, you know, I, I just got kicked out of school and uh, they're like, either you're going to go back to school at, at the community college this semester or you're on your own. And uh, I chose to go on my own. So, you know, got a job, got a couple jobs and, and moved out, uh, moved into a, a, actually a pretty nice house on the beach. It was in foreclosure, but, it was, you know, how long those those processes take? They rented it out to me and a couple of my friends and uh partying just took it went to a whole another level okay um where I, I i uh you know we're on our own for the first time as I was called, where you're kind of uh you still are under some kind of you know rule and reign when you're there
0: yeah
1: and got into uh i never got too hard into other drugs i did them but yeah you know, i never really sought them out you was just kind of when they were there i would do them um it was just, it was all I did was party, you know, work and party and, and, you know, uh, started selling weed to pay for the addiction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we ended up getting kicked out of that house a year later. And I was bouncing around from place to place, staying with friends on couches and whatnot. And I, I found myself in between places and let, let me back up a little bit. Um, okay. but in this, in this partying lifestyle, I started to see God for real, probably for the first time in my life. Okay. But, but with that came uh, a lot of doubt. I, I started to, I with me seeking God, I started to ask questions, you know, really ask questions for the first time, whether God is real and who God is. And because uh, me and a couple friends, I started going to church and other friends started mocking that and bashing it and saying, of you course. guys are naive and stuff like that. So I started to have doubts and ask questions. And, and when you're high, uh, you know, when you're high on marijuana, those, you know, a, your mind could play games with you. Right. And I really i really started to not believe, but uh in that though, uh I started asking questions and you know, when the Lord says, When you seek you will find. Okay. And he started answering those questions that it like look around you, look how clear cut uh that I'm real. And then I won't, you know, go into theology, but then start things started pointing out to me like this is who God is too now. No, I'm not just a God, I am this God. Yeah. And uh and I had I had, a, I, had uh, I, I had ten bucks in my pocket one day. I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of going off sidetrack a little bit. I Had ten bucks in my pocket one day
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, on a Sunday morning, and I was addicted to cigarettes. So you know, ten bucks is a big deal. You know. Yeah. And uh, I felt God saying, you know, just give it all. Just give me it all. You know. I think it was like ten, twelve dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. Just give it, give it all. You know. And Because uh, you know the scripture says, you know, it's like the one place where you could test God is with with money. Yeah. And, and I just did, you know, so I had no money for the rest of the week. until I got paid five days later. And later that day, uh, my buddy's like, Hey, can you drive me up to my mom's place? So I'll give you, I'll give you five bucks. Stop at the gas station. He, He puts $10 in my tank, go to his mom's house. Like, Hey, can you go across the street and do this for me? I'll give you $20. So she gives me the 20. I'm driving down the road. I was like, oh my gosh, literally in less than, you know, less than 10 hours, you've just like tripled, doubled or tripled my money. And it was was like, I go, a a wow moment. But let me get back on track. I was was in between places uh, after, you know, hopping. I had a lot of pride, so I didn't want to tell people like, oh, I have nowhere to go. And I sure wasn't telling my parents. I sure wasn't telling my parents that out of all people. So uh, I was going to live, I was living in my truck for a few days. <clears throat> and uh because i had so much pride i didn't want to ask anybody for help and i went out partying and uh told my friends yeah i'm staying at so-and-so's house or, or whatever you know and went and picked my dog up and went to sleep in my truck that night and in a, in a parking lot and probably around two in the morning a cop pulls up uh you know tells me to get out of the truck sees i'm drunk to, you know tests me and because i had control of my keys he uh he gave me a DUI. Oh,
0: wow. Okay.
1: And, uh, you know, so obviously I went to jail for the night and, uh, I was already meeting with my pastor before that about my alcohol problem. Okay. And so but I was putting off baptism because I wasn't really fully serious to, you know, you know, put that commitment, like to, you know, obviously you don't change in a day, but I wasn't, I wasn't fully interested in changing at that point. Mm -hmm. So it, it pushed me to get baptized and try to change. And, I went six weeks without drinking, which was the major cause of my problems. I was still uh smoking marijuana and stuff like that, but then you know hang around with the wrong people again and and slip back into it mm-hmm. and so uh probably about three and a half months later i um, I'm pretty much just back in the lifestyle again I'm slowly I'm getting worse and worse back to my you know, old self and uh it was valentine's day two thousand two thousand Fourteen, I believe. Mm-hmm. I two two thousand thirteen or fourteen. Uh, I have a couple beers before I'm even off work. Uh, I get off work, stop at the bar, get a sandwich and, and a, another couple beers. Go home, take a shower, head over to my buddy's house, have an eight pack of Tall Boys and, and a couple shots of uh, liquor, and then we go out to the bar. And as you can imagine, you know, that's before it's even 10 o'clock and I've already, you know, drank a whole lot and, and mm-hmm. got even way more, w- way more drunk that night. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I, uh, I decided once, uh, once I got back to my buddy's house, I, I wanted to go home and sleep in my own bed. So this is, you know, probably three o'clock in the morning or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a cop gets behind me, turns his lights on and I didn't want a second DUI. So I, I decided to start a car chase. Wow. And okay. In, in that in that I, I uh I popped a tire and, and drove the police officers and, and I believe God was protecting me because when you drive at a police officer they're they're trained to shoot through that window. Yeah. Um and just started uh you know, a car chase and finally I, I realized I wasn't getting away with the pop tire and uh You know, obviously it's, you know, you know, put your hands out the window, get on the ground, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm being really resistant and, and all all that. So obviously I'm going to jail for that night and uh, I get to jail and find out my charges are, you know, fleeing and eluding and, and two aggravated assaults on police officer and and DUI and and drug paraphernalia and a few other ones and have a, a, a really expensive bond. Um so uh obviously I'm gonna be in there for a little while.
0: Right. Now now let me ask you something. Where what's going on as far as like your parents? Did they know all of that was going on?
1: Um they yeah, I they knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. Uh they knew my problems. Um they had tried to help me, but I I just you know, you can only you're only gonna get as much help as you're willing to accept right yeah uh and they, and they hated every part of it and and my parents even told me like you know we love you but we don't like you yeah Uh. Yeah. because of, because of the way you are right now and and i was you know because i was so prideful i I kept everything away from them even you know like smoking cigarettes which is compared to alcohol and drugs it's, it's kind of minor i would never even like do it in front of them i'd always hide it from them and, and things like that mm-hmm. uh so that night uh, I go to jail and I realize I'm going to be in there for a while. And so I had a few weeks to be alone with God and decide, what do you want to do with your life? Are you, are you going to truly seek me? Or are you going to keep playing these games and end up dead next time or end up back in here? And during those three weeks, I really did seek God a lot. And I was seeking God before that, but and I, 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 you know, there's times where I was crying out to God. It's like, how am I ever going to change? Yeah. And that through that three weeks in there was the best thing, uh, that ever happened to me because it gave me three weeks of forced sobriety from everything. And when I got out, uh, my parents, you know, I, I went back and lived with my parents for a little while and they're like, you know, if you're living with us, you're playing by our rules. And because I, ha- I had no intention of going back to that lifestyle, coming yeah. back out. I was, I was 100% serious and seeking God for like, like the hardest I ever had been in my life. And, uh, they helped me out by keeping me away from certain people, even though I didn't have intentions to do anything. They knew that if I got back around that I could fall right back into it.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And from then on, I, I, uh, I've been clean and, you know, and been seeking, seeking God. And, uh, so that was, that was the lowest point, but it really, you know, like you said, it caused me to like, all right, are, are you going to get serious, Bobby? Or are you, are you going to keep living this lifestyle and, and, and grow up like these people. Your parents have tried to help throughout the years. Yeah,
0: and and what's interesting about your story, uh, the first thing that popped up in my head was the prodigal son. He's like, man, I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna whatever it is. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. And you out there, and and I know, you know, even as a as a parent for my my myself, I know that it was like you know, kind of heavy burden on you on your family and everything, but they also know because they know God that this was something that you had to go through on your own.
1: Yeah. And it's it's like you said, the prodigal son, um, I was very serious about God at a young age and not just, I wasn't, my parents, the one thing they really instilled into us was to never play church. Yeah. And I remember in seventh grade, I was, you know, leading kids to the Lord. And, and I remember even, even though this wasn't right, I had a kid and I think it was in like seventh grade, maybe. Uh, I remember he was mocking Jesus in class saying, oh, this bum carpenter or something like that. And and this wasn't right at all, but I got up and, and got in his face and, and was ready to, you know, (laughs) ready to lay him out. Wow. uh, It shows that, you know, and I didn't, uh, it it just kind of shows how I was that serious at a young age and then slowly, uh, just started, you know, uh, snowballing into a whole different person.
0: Okay. That is, wow. Your, your story is just awesome. Because I, I mean, even even on how we met and everything, even though the way that it was, was, was kind of um, off, um, God knew exactly what he was doing when he um, allowed us to connect as well. Um, and I, I didn't realize your age. So you're like, you're old enough to be my son. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, OK, now I, I understand. I understand him and I understand his heart. And, and I saw it anyway um, from the beginning, but it, it took a little while for me to, to get past what was visual in front of me, or uh, what I thought I was seeing versus what God was seeing um, from your heart. And so your your story is just is just awesome. I, I really I really thank you so much for even being so open and honest about you know what what took place in your life. So right now, you are. How, how are you involved in, in church now?
1: Um, so we're we're a, a small congregation, about forty people or so. Okay. Um, I actually was the youth director for some time. Uh, I uh, I decided to step away, probably about a year ago, just to focus on some uh, things of my own. But I'm still very involved with the youth. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll have days in my house where, you know, the whole church comes over. I'll rent a bounce house and and stuff like that. But because we are small and we are really like a family, we, we do everything together. You know, it's, it's rare that, you know, we just see each other on Wednesday and Saturday services. It's usually we're hanging out Sunday and we're going out on Thursday and we're taking vacations together. And so, uh, we really are a tight knit family. And, and, uh, because I was such a troubled kid, I really, like to make sure to spend time with the kids, you know, you know, every time we're together and uh, reach out to them and, and let them know that they got somebody who's who's been through that. And that's and that's why I'm open to uh, so open about my story. Yeah, is because, as as you know, in the ministry. Um, most of the people that come through, it ends up not working out, you know, and it can be right. disheartening. And and so but if there's, you know, just that like, you know, like the the scripture says, you know, heaven rejoices over uh, one sinner repenting the 99 righteous. Mm -hmm. that when that one does happen, it's just, it's, you know, such a blessing, you know, especially, you know, like he's like, you're in the ministry when you help people and, and they, and they, they take uh, advantage of you. It's like, it it gets disheartening. Like I, I, I'm over this. I'm like, I'm weary of helping people. Yeah. But when uh, that, that one does repent and seeks the Lord, uh, it's, it, it reminds you of what it's all about.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So now you are
0: a small business owner of a pool service and you are the co-host of simple man radio. So tell me about your, your podcast.
1: Yeah. So uh simple man radio, it, uh, it's a sports podcast. It's me and my friend Zach We we host it. And, uh, so we talk about sports but we want to make jokes because, you know, there's a, a million people that just talk about sports. Uh, but we want to be a, an option for Christians, you know because a lot of the comedy sports is' it's just very dirty and mm-hmm. and instead with cursing and sexual jokes and stuff like that um so we we try to keep it funny uh and you know it's it's you know and we you know we make jokes about some of the players, but we don't want to cross the line of of you know speaking evil of people too you know
0: right yeah. uh,
1: at the end, at the at the end of the day it is just sport. And we do interviews uh, with uh, people. We've done interviews with uh, Ken Dilger, who won a Super Bowl to Bucks, and a couple of younger guys in the NFL like Shane Smith and Kamoko Ture. <clears throat> but we've also done interviews with uh, Jermaine Tolbert, who was on your show. Yes. And uh, somebody who uh, has really uh, become a friend of mine the past couple of years, Ben Pasley. He's the founder of the, of the worship band Enter the, Enter the Worship Circle. Okay. I, you know, and that's, I'd like to give a little shout out to them and listeners check out Enter the worship circle. I think they have the best music in the world. Uh, it's all based off the Psalms and the music is really good. Okay. okay. So, so we, we have a, uh, a wide variety of uh, guests on the show.
0: Awesome. Okay. So what words can you share with someone who's listening right now who may be struggling with alcohol or drugs and they're in denial?
1: Oh boy. If, if you're in denial, it's hard because unless you're ready to change, you're not going to change. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is to just, you know, seek God and, and, and find out when he's real. And there's a scripture that really I hold tight is, uh, it's John, it's John chapter six verses 66 to 68.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, this is when, uh, Jesus had told, uh, there was many people following him and he told them, uh, you uh, have to eat my body and 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 partake of my blood, and almost everybody left at that point. And Jesus turns to the twelve and he says, "Are you going to leave too?" Mm-hmm. And this one just it just touches me. You know, Peter says, "He you know to, to paraphrase, Peter says, well, where are we going to go? <laughs> you know, you yeah. you have you have the words of eternal life. Where, where else are we going to go?' Right, you exactly. Know? And that's something that like anytime you're struggling with something or or I think of I feel like giving up, it's you know. It's like well where where else are you going to go because you know this is real now, yeah you know there's no doubting that this is real uh you know where you, you're gonna go back to that old life and, and deny and deny me you know you're 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 uh, digging your own grave when you do that, you know right, basically, and so for some people it it
0: takes um maybe it takes a trial and a tribulation for them to go or even go down to the lowest point before they actually decide that they want to look up and start working back towards yeah, definitely. Uh, a relationship for real. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: I, I mean, I, I hated being in jail, but looking back at it, it was one of the most, the key, you know, one of the most important, if not the most important moment of my life. And That's it made me a convicted felon and things like that. But I, I look back at it and then thankful for that moment.
0: Yeah. So what upcoming events do you have? I know that the the championship starts tonight. Yeah, I'm not happy about who's playing, but <laughs> I going to go along with it. I'm 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 good with it. I I'm not even gonna talk about the Rockets right now because they still make me angry right now. I'm working on yeah,
1: that. Yeah, so I was rooting for them.
0: So um, you got a show that you're gonna be doing for tonight to to show um to share tomorrow and or what you know what's your schedule for um the radio station?
1: Yeah, so we our our shows come out every Monday. Uh, we, we always put out, or, you know, we're late Sunday night. Okay. Uh, this week we have on uh, Dante Marchatelli, who is uh, Orlando Magic reporter for Fox Sports. They just hired a new head coach. And awesome. since we're in that area, since we're in that area, we're having him on to talk about the coach and stuff like that. But like you said, uh, we're doing a special edition episode tonight right after the game. So be ready on your way to work uh, tomorrow morning with Miles Austin of uh, Trackstar Sports uh, just to talk the NBA finals and then. Uh, for a little while, and then me and Zach will talk about the the couple hockey games that have happened. So just uh, probably about a 30-minute episode.
0: Awesome. Okay. And so how can people listen to your podcast? How can people get in contact with you, reach you, give them some info?
1: Yeah, so the podcast is available on uh, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Radio Public, and then Anchor, which is the host site. Uh, you can leave a voice message on anchor, but the best way to reach me is uh, on Instagram at simple man radio or email me uh simple radio at yahoo.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So do you have any other last words for the audience?
1: Yeah. Um, it's actually a scripture I shared on Instagram the other day. Um, uh, I won't go too deep into why this is so close to me, but, uh, it's the scripture that says, uh, uh, if any man thinks he stands, let him take heed lest he falls And because you know you could be seeking God with your whole heart and be right, but if, if you start getting lazy, and I know this from experience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you'll fall right back into your own ways. And, and it won't happen overnight, but it'll happen slowly. So uh, that's the biggest thing I always tell people is because a lot of people start out on fire and it fades out, and they pretty almost turn their back on the faith, and some do. Uh, so that's that's something is just to always take heed and. and Every day is a new day, and, and uh, we need our daily bread. Yesterday's bread uh, isn't going to sustain us.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule because I know you're getting ready to prepare for your uh, podcast for this evening's event. So thank you so much for uh, coming on to the show. I really appreciate it.
1: No, thank you for having me. It was a, pl- it was a pleasure, out Althea. All right. Uh, take care. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook at W-O-V-E Inspiration, as well as Instagram, W-O-V-E 2005. You can also leave us a comment, question, or if you would like to be a guest on this show, you can contact me at W-O-V-E 2005 at Yahoo.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope you guys have an awesome day and keep
1: moving forward.